and welcome to the Off-Kilter Quilt. My name is Frances and I'll be your hostess. Hello and welcome to episode 239 of the Off-Kilter Quilt. I hope you're doing okay. It's September 11th, which is of course a sad anniversary for uh, those of us living in the States, maybe people everywhere. It's not, it wasn't a, oh, it was a horrible day. And it was a beautiful day. I think so many of us remember that who live here, especially on the East Coast of the U.S. Um, we were having this gorgeous kind of early fall and the skies were so blue. So many people, when they write about their memories of 9-11, talk about how blue the sky was. But let us not dwell. I only have a few minutes to talk at this very minute. I need to go pick up Will. But I... You know, there are always things that I forget if I don't say them right away. <laughs> like, I'm just about to post the next, the last episode, episode 238, which you, if you're listening to this one, you've probably already listened to that one. And like, I forgot to say thanks to everyone who left um, a comment on episode 237. I'm going to try to remember. I, I really do appreciate comments. I'm not, you know, emotionally needy or anything. Oh, that's Travis making funny noises. Travis the quilt dog. Yesterday, he was so full of beans. Uh, it was just like, you know, I wondered if like someone had put amphetamine in one of his dog treats. Not, no, no one personally, but if someone out in dog treat land is like, I know it could be funny because he was so <laughs> hyper. But then today he's just been napping deeply. But, um. Yes, you're a good boy. Anyway, but okay, so saying, yes, so this time I hope to remember at the end to say thank you to people who have left comments. Um, but you know, I've been meaning to talk about a couple podcasts that I'm enjoying that I don't know if uh, that I've mentioned. I know that I've mentioned once or twice, but I think sometimes I refer to quilting podcasts and how I wish there were more kind of sit down and chatting quilting podcast and I don't know that I bring up my creative corner three that's with Vicky and Vicky I mean it I, I think it's well I don't is it Vicky is your podcast primarily a quilting podcast Vicky is a quilter and she's always doing great quilt work and she is a, a, a long armor and she does that professionally but she also does a lot of other crafts and so she talks about a number of things, not just quilting on her podcast, but it's just Vicky chatting and, and she's a lovely chatter, chatterer. So, and, and I, you know, and that's what I have sort of been bemoaning the loss of the personal crafting podcast, as opposed to the more professional interview based, uh, quilting podcast, which I enjoy, you know, I love just want to quilt, um, who did Elizabeth interview recently? I think it was the curator for the International Quilt Museum, which used to be the International Quilt Study Center. They changed the name. Thank goodness. You know, it's just so much better. It's so much easier. International uh, Quilt Museum. There. Simple as pie. Anyway, uh, and it was, it was, but it's such an interesting interview. I really enjoyed that. I think it's, it's a, that's a recent one, not the most recent um, so love that. Another podcast that is not quilt centered, but has a lot of quiltiness in it is Stephanie's Make and Decorate podcast. And I did an interview for that earlier in the year. And 
Stephanie's a great interviewer and I'm just, I'm, I'm very hyped on her podcast right now because I have been listening to the series she's doing about quilting, totally focused on quilting. And one of the things is Stephanie often does something, does chatting at the beginning beginning before uh, she gets into the interview she will chat and tell you what's going on which is always lovely Uh, but I am in the middle of listening to her interview with Heidi Parks and for I've been a big Heidi Parks fan for a long time and as I talked about when I got back from QuiltCon in February her quilt there was the one that I returned to again and again. And I would say it was my favorite quilt in the show. It's not a quilt for everyone. Quilt and Jenny. Do I want to, have I already outed Quilt and Jenny on this? I don't know. One of my friends I was with was, let's say, less enthusiastic about this quilt. Oh, Jen, I'm sorry. Uh, It wasn't Quilt and Jenny. No, I'm thinking about somebody else entirely in any event. uh, A a lot of people had uh, mixed feelings about this quilt. I just thought it was marvelous. I actually kind of want to interview Heidi Parks. I want to write a piece. You know, I've been talking about wanting to do more quilt writing. I'm going to lock up before I go do Will, which I really need to go do now. Um, Yes, I, I... I will, I really want to write about the modern quilt as art quilt. And this is, I know, this is a, a horse I get on and ride quite a bit. But I, I just, I want somebody in the modern, somebody high up in the modern quilt world, uh, the modern quilt guild world, right, to, to admit it's like that, that utility is no longer a hallmark of the modern quilt. Let's just admit it. You know, but if you go to the Modern Quilt Guild webpage and they define a modern quilt, and we all know it's like, oh, you know, there's so many definitions. Modern quilt is whatever you say it is. They don't say that. But when you try to pin someone down on an answer to what is a modern quilt and what's what's the whole deal with utility and functional quilts, because it doesn't seem to me walking around QuiltCon um, that a lot of modern quilts, the ones that are highlighted as the best and the brightest are uh, functional utilitarian quilts. They are art. They are works of art. They're beautiful. I love them. I do not ask them to be in any way functional. But nobody's talking about it. No one, you know, so, and, and that's still primary. It's still up front in the Modern Quilt Guild's definition of what a modern quilt is, functionality. I'm like, we need to talk about this, girls. We do. But anyway, so I would love, I've thought about writing about that, that, about the modern quilt as the new art quilt, as an art quilt. Um, and that I would argue that the art quilt form is the dominant form of the modern quilt movement. You could argue with me and that's fine because I love arguing about this stuff and no one will argue with me because I'm the only one who really cares. But I think that, but, but in Heidi's interview that she did with Stephanie or on Make and Decorate, um, she real she, she, she doesn't talk about that directly in some ways, but she does talk about, you know, if you're a quilter, you can think of yourself as an artist. Um, that's okay. Don't be shy about that. And she talked a little bit about how, how the intersection, I would say, of, um, quilting and, and art and that there is a, a place in the art world for quilts. And I don't think she meant art quilts per se. Right. So, you know, an art quilt is a quilt that is made to be a work of art. It is made to hang on the wall. 
Um, and I feel what Heidi was saying is something that I strongly believe that many quilts that are made to be functional quilts are also works of art. I've got to go. I cannot follow up on this thought any longer, which you may uh, be, you know, applauding right now. Cook, go, go, Francis, go do something else and come back and talk about a different topic. But anyway, but I do want to say that, um, that I, I will link to that particular interview with Stephanie and her podcast. Stephanie is a great interviewer. Uh, this is a really interesting series. She interviews um, uh, my dear friend. <laughs> I'm going to drop that. My dear friend, Krista Watson. Krista is a, a lovely person. And so she interviews Krista. She interviews uh, Jackie Gehring, one of my heroes. So it's, it's a great series. I want you to listen to it um, and listen to, to Stephanie's podcast and listen to Vicki's podcast. I just want to make sure that I'm giving everybody I love their due. Yes. I want to make sure I'm doing that. All right, I got to go get a kid. I'll talk to you later. Quilt Diary Day 2. It is Thursday, September 19th, 2019. And it's a quiet day. Travis is at the groomers. It is so strange not to have him here. If you have a dog or a cat in your life, I think dogs are noisier just by the fact that they weigh more. So I don't know. If you have a cat, do you hear your cat moving around the house? They're so sly and light. Um, Travis, you just hear his nails clicking over the, the hardwoods, and so you're always aware of him being in the house, and it's very strange um, when he's not. So Travis's quilt dog is not here for this recording, but he'll be here for the next, I am sure. So on Tuesday, I went to the... Sand Hills Quilt Guild in Southern Pines, North Carolina, and did a presentation. It was quite lovely. It was a nice size group. I, I think there might have been 60 people there. And I read a story from Margaret Goes Modern and talked about my my quilt story. You know, I, that's my whole thing. was quilt stories and quilt community. And that's just my whole thing in life, stories and community. Community as, as one introvert. <laughs> experiences it but I do I, I do think in some ways that that my biggest community circle or my community circles are centered around quilting both online so through this podcast and uh you know the the quilt fiction club on Facebook and the twilters and um yeah I'm not sure I think that's it and, and Instagram there's to my knowledge there's not a lot of quilting activity on twitter you know the twilters started out on twitter that's why they're the twilters um they're quilters who tweeted but now they're quilters who facebook but they are not whatever that mashup <laughs> would be the yeah i don't even want to go there so, so they're the twilters um the the canadian quilter cheryl arkinson she's a, a modern quilter primarily i think i think it's safe to say that about her she's uh, she teaches improv so that would be that would suggest that her her main thing is modern quilting but anyway she she tweets and she does tweet a lot about quilting and and post pictures um she tweets about other things as well but and and i know that like there's some some of the twilters are still on um on twitter and and Tori uh, is on is is still on Twitter on Twitter, but primarily I am not on Twitter. Uh, I, Twitter has always made me anxious, always made me anxious, and I'm supposed to be doing this 
as a children's book author, I'm just supposed to be on there and tweeting a lot of self-promotional stuff, and I can't stand it. I hate it. And I've got a book coming out next month. I'll do it now because you guys are my friends. Hey, I've got a book. Buy it for your kid. Uh, it's called The Class, and it's coming out October 8th or 9th. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I've done some social media around it, and including Twitter. But I start off with that, and then I just, I don't know. Because, one, I hate just, I hate doing commercials for myself. And that is not, you know, conducive to making lots of money as a writer. And these days, there's, you know, there's so much stuff clamoring for people's attention that you, you know, that I should be out there going, hey, look at me, look at me. But it just feels kind of gross. So I don't do it. And yeah, I'm still living an okay life. I'm surviving. We're still eating at least three times a day. And unfortunately, sometimes more. Um, Yeah. So I love going to guilds. This was such a nice guild. And it was, but you know, it's interesting. So Southern Pines has its fair share of um, retirees who have relocated. So relocated retirees, it's a nice place. It's, you know, so it's in North Carolina, which is um, a pretty uh, clement state. Is that right? Just the weather is good. Uh, By and large, it is, uh, for those who are affected by weather, it's, although today is actually a beautiful day. It's about 75 degrees, and then it's going to, it's going to go back up into the 90s, and I, I personally don't have a comment about that, but some people are bothered by the 90s and early October. They're, they're sensitive souls who care, um, who are affected, but anyway, so, so people come, um, you know, typically from, from the Northeast and they come down and, and, uh, you know, there's good golf. It's a big golfing area. And so there were a lot of people at the, in the guild who have just lived, you know, they, they, this is where they retired. And several of the people I talked to really didn't start quilting until they retired. And in fact, this is interesting. And you'll have to tell me if you're in a guild, do you see your guild growing? Because the Triangle Modern Quilt Guild, where I'm a member of and uh, on the board, I, uh, I'm vice president, very powerful position in the but but uh, you know so I'm watching these things and thinking about these things. Well, we grow, we get a, a few new members every month, or at least people visiting. But our membership has really grown in the last year or so, and uh, I've been talking to some other people and the the uh, Amy at the. Um, Sandhills Guild that I visited, she was my ho- my hostess, and she was quite lovely. But she said they've been growing like every month. They're getting, um, you know, five or six new people. And and so I was trying to think about this. It's like, why is that happening? There's a UPS truck backing up my driveway, which is they might be turning around, but that's just hilarious. I have the worst driveway in the world. We should be sued over our driveway. It's gravel, and we have not had it regraded or just graded, or raked, or anything in years, because we just are an easily overwhelmed people, and, oh, they're coming up, oh, it's something from my editor, um, yes, but anyway, that anyone, yeah, people, I, none of my friends will actually drive up my driveway anymore, but the UPS guy in his huge truck has done it, let's see, hold on, okay, um, that actually was, uh, my new book, so, uh, from my editor, I, I'm, she wrapped it up. It was very nicely. I can tell it's two copies of my new book, The Class. And I'm a little scared to open it because I always, you know, it's like you have to, you, you don't have to do. 
a dedication and acknowledgments, but it's a nice thing to do. And I worry, like, did I misspell someone's name in the acknowledgments? Who did, who's the obvious person that I forgot to thank, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, um, yes. So talking with Amy from the, the, the Guild on Tuesday, yes, and she was saying that their Guild is growing. So I mentioned this on the Quilt Alliance Facebook page. This is another Facebook page. That's another Facebook community I'm a part of, is the Quilt Alliance Story Circle. And this is a closed group. Pretty much anyone who's not a bot can get in, but you just have to prove you're not a bot. And uh, I, I, so I mentioned it. as a, we, we just, we, Every day there's a different question up for discussion. And I, and I said, are you seeing your guild growing? And, and a number of people commented that yes. And, and we, just, we, we determined, or I have decided, that one of the reasons is because, of course, the baby boomers are starting to retire. Uh, I'm thinking my friend Kate is coming to visit me next week. And she's a baby boomer. She is uh, 11 years older than I am, which makes her 66. Um, so uh, firmly in the middle of the baby boomer generation. Um, she's not retired, but she could retire because she's 66. So, um, yeah, so it just it's like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of people who are right in the middle of that generation who, uh, who are hitting retirement. And I think there are a lot of people who've had that dream. I'd like to make a quilt. Uh, my friend's making quilts. I want to make quilts too, but I don't have the time yet. But when I retire, I will. And I think that's why why we're why guilds. I mean, and this is a very informal poll, right? So it's it's silly for me to go. And therefore, the major conclusion that I draw about quilting across America is, but you know, it does seem just just in a very informal way. That everyone I'm talking to is going, oh yeah, my, my guild is growing. I think maybe it's it's the baby boomers, and this will be interesting to see because there are those who say that quilting's about to actually die out because of this generation, the great generation of quilters who are in you know in their 80s and 90s, um, who kind of, who started quilting during the great quilt revival of the you know the 1970s or around the bicentennial and a lot a lot of people started quilting then um but i wonder if they're taking into account the baby boomers who are hitting retirement age and are ready to make quilts we shall see we shall see i just hope all these baby boomers are readers (laughs) i have an ulterior motive here so speaking of quilts i am almost done piecing the top for my friend Kate I have some crazy dream that I'm going to finish this quilt this quilt will be done when she gets here this was a kind of a surprise visit and she's not staying with me but I'm hoping she'll come over for lunch well I mean we'll get together one way or another but I'd love for her to come over to lunch because that will force me to clean my house at least the downstairs and I really need to clean my house but um yes so this quilt is for her I just found out I think she just text like emailed or, like Monday and said, I'm going to be in town next week. Let's get together. And, um, some other friends of ours are going to have a little tea for her. She lived in, she was, this, this is my friend Kate, who was my professor in grad school. She's a poet. Um, and, uh, I went to poetry grad school as all, you know, financially gifted people to, <laughs> with all people who have some dream of, uh, making money no, no, it's a silly thing to do, but it was a great thing to do. Anyway, so she, uh, and for a while she and her husband were at Duke, and that's so she has connections to this area. I, it's a long story. Went to grad school at UMass, 
Kate and I were good friends there. We both ended up in Durham, stayed good friends, have been good friends for 30 some years, 35 years at this point, I think. So anyway, so she has other friends in the area. So I think we're going to, someone's doing a tea. So I'll go to tea, but also Kate and I'll get together. And if nothing else, I would love to have the quilt, like, you know, ready, at least preliminarily quilted. Um, I can, I'll definitely have the top. It kind of depends on the backing because, you know, I like to get funky with the quilt back. And I don't want to hurry the quilt back just because Kate is coming. And the fact is she's flying. So, you know, I'm not sure she would be prepared to take the quilt home with her anyway. But it would be nice to say, here it is. It's almost ready. I mean, it would be great to say, here it is. It's ready. It's been quilted. It's been bound. I've spent the last, you know, 72. What's 72 plus 24? 96? Maybe. Anyway, however many hours, however many days doing nothing but working on this quilt to have it done. Um, I just want to be able to say, look, this is what I'm doing. Cause I would like to of course see her face. Now if her face falls, that would be sad to me. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> Here, look at this thing that I made for you that I worked very hard on and thought a lot about. What do you think? Huh? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might rethink my plan, but I am almost done. It's, you know, so I, I, I think I talked about it. I either talked about it in the last episode or in the last quilt diary. I'm not sure. And my idea about this quilt was doing a, a lattice work kind of on the diagonal for the, and, and to be honest, it was getting too complicated. If I had math skills, that's something I could probably work out, but I don't have math skills. And also I was like, I don't know. Nah, 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 nah. And so now it's just up and down uh, lattice, lettuce, lattice, uh, but just up, up and down, you'll see, go look at the picture. It's, so it's just, uh, much more vertical and horizontal than it once was straight up, straight down, straight side to side. Um, and you know, what am I talking about? It's not borders. It's not seams. What am I, but it's not really sashing. You know, that's the thing. So I think that's, um, my brain is going, looking for the right word for what this, what is essentially sashing. Um, that's not really sashing. It's much funkier than that. You're just gonna have to look at the picture. Just, just, you just will. Um, should I actually do show notes for this last episode that I just posted yesterday, a week later than I planned on, of course, uh, for the last episode, I, I just, I didn't post any show notes. I mean, I, I went to the blog, put up the little doohickey that if you want to listen to the podcast right straight from the blog you can and that's what some people do instead of subscribing via itunes and then just didn't put any post any pictures or anything it's like nah i just don't really have the energy or the time or the desire the spirit is not moving me and that's good because it means if i don't feel like i have to do show notes um i'm more likely to do a podcast that is yes i know that's very sad i'm very lazy it's very true so but i'm I'm happy i i do like the way the quilt works i i to be honest i wanted it to be funkier i wanted it to be more innovative in its design but i also want it to be done and right now done is good you know done is good and i don't have to everything doesn't have to be funky and innovative sometimes you can just say look at the pretty colors aren't those cut look it's a quilt i made you a quilt um you know and, and that's got to be it will keep you warm take a nap that kind of thing that's got to be enough i don't have to make a show-off quilt every single time um yes so anyway 
that is uh, the latest thing. I did want to tell you about a book that I just finished. It was called, oh my goodness, The Gifted School. Author, could not tell you, it's a man. Some guy wrote a book called The Gifted School. It's an interesting book. I would probably, if I were rating on good Goodreads and you were allowed to do half stars or quarter stars, I think I would go like 3.75. There are not many likable characters. So it's satire. It's set, it's a contemporary novel set in, um, in Colorado in some town maybe outside of Boulder or Denver. I don't know. I don't know Colorado very well. But it's kind of, it, it's, it's an upper middle class town, lots of money, lots of wealth. And the school system has decided to build a new school. Um, it's, a, I guess, a, 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 a magnet school. I guess you have to apply um, and you have to test to get into it. And so it's, it's, I think it's not referred to as the gifted school. I can't remember what the name of the school is, but anyway, but that's the, that is the gifted school of the title. And so it's all about these people trying to get their kids into the gifted school and sort of the, you know, the way that's, that, uh, certain parents tend to push their kids in ways that they shouldn't be pushed or, you know, it's, there are lessons learned and, and they're not lessons that are pounded over your head, but you know, just the, this idea that one, I mean, what does gifted even mean? I mean, I know there, th there, there are measurements for giftedness, but everybody, you know, everyone thinks their kid is gifted because kids are gifted. Uh, they're just, everyone has different gifts and not all of those gifts are academic gifts and not all kids are going to, you know, going to thrive uh, in a high pressure school that's, you know, really competitively academic, um, just cause it's not, they're not that kind of kid. And also it's just, you know, one of the, one of the, um, uh, okay, I'm going to finish a sentence here. One of the things that's interesting is that one of the couples, it's actually a divorced couple, but they have twin sons who are playing travel soccer, um, who are, pl are playing soccer and have the opportunity to be on a very elite competitive travel team. And, you know, and of course that seems like, a, you know, if you can make it and, and there's a real chance that they'll make the team or at least one of them will make the team. It's like, well, of course you should do that if you've got that kind of talent and skill. And I see that all the time. And you know what? There's some kids I think those kind of teams are great for. It gives their life focus they are really good athletes. They are very skilled. They will go on to play, maybe not at the number one soccer school in America. I don't even know what that is, but maybe a division three good academic school. And they'll get a, a full ride to Kenyon College to play soccer. Um, I just know someone who's doing that, you know, and they'll get a great education, go to school on a full scholarship. And that's, and that's that. Then they'll finish their, that, their soccer career and go on to do great things with their lives. Um, so I know kids who that's what track they're on and it's a track that works for them and other kids just don't thrive, but there's so much pressure in certain circles. And you know, my kid, my kids, well, you know, Jackson college now, but we'll go to the school that Jack graduated from and it's a private school. It's a great school. Um, you know, and, and it's, uh, I think it's, uh, I have some mixed feelings about private school, but not about this school in particular. I think it's a really, really good school. 
Um, I have my feelings are more mixed about about sending my kids to private school, but that ship sailed many many years ago, and here we are, and they've gotten a great education. So hooray, etc. But you are around people who do push their kids really hard, and are, are and kids who push themselves really hard, and they're going to go to Ivies, and they're going to be doctors, and they're going to do, and they're going to play on the elite teams, and all this stuff, and. You know, and you look around like, you know, every, uh, how many kids do you know who are struggling with anxiety? And some of it's got to be from that, from that kind of pressure. So that's what this book is about. And if the characters were more likable, I would give it a much higher rating because it's well written. It's well done in a lot of ways. Um, but unfortunately, and particularly, the, and this is, I think, a little problematic that the, the two of the main characters are women, are moms, and they're totally unlikable. I'm thinking, hmm, and, and, and the most likable character is Guy. So that's a little like, huh, da-da, don't know how I feel about that. But interesting book. It's sort of like a check it out from the library. I'm not sure. I, I, you know, it's like, um, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, I, there's got to be some snappy thing. It's like, should you check it out or yeah, write a check? <laughs> Maybe that this one is like check it out, check it out from the library, give it a read. It's interesting if you like reading contemporary fiction about social issues. Uh, if you like someone like um, Parada, what's his name? I want to say Tom Parada, Parada or Parada, who wrote uh, the uh, the abstinence teacher. He wrote, uh, he's written a lot of really good stuff, Little Children, but he, that's what he writes about, kind of contemporary, upper middle class, white culture. And, uh, you know, and I like his, I, in general, I like his books better than this book, but that's because I feel like Tom Parada really feels affection for his characters. And that's, that's, that's something I always want from an author. I want them to care about their characters, even if their characters are extremely fallible and not always likable. And I didn't sense that from this author. So that's my book review from t today. And now I need to go, speaking of books, to the library and pick up Travis and pick up Will and do all that mom stuff that moms do. So... I don't think I'm done with recording this episode yet, so I'll be back with more really interesting news soon. Quilt Diary Day, I'm not really sure. Could be day three, could be day two. It's a day, and it's an actual day on the calendar. Friday, September 27th, I'm sitting on the porch here with Travis the Quilt Dog. Uh, I don't know, I hope you can hear. There's a nice breeze, and because we haven't had rain in weeks, um, the leaves are dry <laughs> and rustling in a nice way. But although we have yet to have the fall-like, the fall-esque temperatures that one longs for, starting in mid-August, quite frankly. But here we are at the end of September, and I am not complaining on the one hand. On the other hand, it would be so nice if it would, like, you know, head out to the 70s, head down to the 70s, which it is a week from today, supposedly fingers crossed but yes but because it's been so dry the leaves are changing colors and falling from the trees even though it's 90 degrees outside so it all feels weird everything is weird everything is weird we all know it we all feel it 
you know, that's why, so, you know, so many people are struggling with anxiety. And I feel that that struggle is by and large a natural response to everything that's going on in the world. I mean, I know some people are wired anxious or have a brain chemistry that leads to some anxiety. Um, so I do think it can be a result of that. But you see more and more people dealing with it. And I think, I, I feel like, yes, you you are all systems go. You're going, something's wrong here. Something's wrong here. Something's weird. And it is true. So I'm taking a little break from work. I'm not writing today. I'm working on things like, well, I am writing. I'm working on a blog post for my author site. Um, I'm starting to do some writing about teaching writing, which I do a good deal of. You know, I, I have a, my writing group that I meet with every week, and I do writing in schools, which I really enjoy. I, I much prefer doing writing workshops and than speaking to groups of students. Just, you know, it's hard. It's hard to, um, you know, public speaking is a little bit hard anyway. It's a little nervous-making. And then with students, you know, there's so many factors involved in whether it's going to be a really fun talk and a high-energy talk or whether you're just going to go, wow, could we please get this over? You know, when you do public speaking, you get so much energy from your audience. And sometimes it's amazing. It's a great experience. And sometimes it's really the kind of thing that you wake up at 2 in the morning and revisit and just go, ah, you know. Anywho, let's talk about quilting because, you know, we are quilters. This is why we're here. Um, I know we're also here to discuss Travis, his recent grooming. He looks fabulous, but uh, we are here to really talk about quilts. So I did finish the top for my friend Kate. I can't remember if I've told you that yet, but it is true. And now I'm working on piecing the back. And you know, of course, I'm like, keep it simple. Just don't make a big deal out of it. But then it's too fun to play. And that is what I'm about right now. I am like the the playgirl of the Western world here. I, it's playtime. I really need just to mess around. And, you know, I love improv. I love messing around. Um, so, so I'm just been, you know, I've got all these batiks. Uh, Kate's quilt is made primarily, all, oh, entirely from batik fabrics, which has just been so fun. So fun to return to the batiks. Um, I have lots of batik scraps and actually batik yardage left over. And so I'm cutting it up and sewing it up. And it's, uh, you know, it's great. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. So, of course, it'll take 10 years to do. Uh, But maybe it'll just take this weekend. Who knows? The other thing I'm, I'm, I'm doing, and this is also play, is I'm playing with stripes. You know, um... You know, I'm always collecting sources for quilt designs on Pinterest. And one of the best sources um, is actually is like uh, rugs and weaving. You know, if you like modern quilts, right? So if you're looking for really interesting examples of graphic design, uh, and you, you know how Pinterest is. You, you find one rug made in, oh, I don't know, um... Mozambique and you save it to textile design and suddenly there are all these you know similar designs similar rugs similar weavings popping up in your feed and so you save those and then there's more and more and there's so much cool stuff so I've been wanting just to do some play mess around I'm so production oriented I'm so utilitarian in my quilting you know and I like I don't I I do a few challenge I do the I've done the Riley Blake challenge 
my guild has a challenge for the upcoming meeting. Um, and it, at this point, I actually have made something that could work in the challenge, but I'm not going to be at that meeting. Um, I have, I'm doing a book event. I have a new book coming out. It's a children's book. It's called The Class. It's for middle grade readers, so like fifth to eighth grade, but it's really, it's about a sixth grade class. So really, maybe fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, you know, in general, kids like to read older um, or about kids their same age. So it's, you know, as much as I'd like to think any, you know, self-respecting eighth grader would love my book about sixth graders, probably not the case. Um, or it's not something that they would admit to anybody. But that's coming out um, on October 8th, a week from t next Tuesday. And so I'm doing an event um, at, a, at a local book, bookstore on, on the, I'm saying the 13th, but I actually think it's the 11th um, of October. So that, or maybe it is the 13th. Who knows? It's the second Sunday of the month, and that's when my guild meets. So I'm not going to have something, um, and I really hate to miss that meeting because I think it's going to be really fun, and people are going to do amazing things, and I wish I were there uh, to see it, but I won't be. I just can't do it. So what I have been doing, so the first thing I did was last weekend, and it's an exercise in stripes. Now, as it turns out, one of the modern quilt guild quilt con challenges this year is stripes, and so I think I will I will do something to submit to that challenge. I don't know what else I'm going to submit. Did I talk about this already? I may have. Where um, I really like the back of the pinwheel quilt that I made earlier in the spring, and I might actually submit um, the the back. <laughs> I think I'm going to call it backside. Um, or back ass words, one or the other. But anyway, so I might do that, but I thought I might do something for the challenge because I am enjoying this so much. All I'm doing is cutting the fabrics freehand um, into strips between a half an inch and an inch wide and sewing them together and then cutting them up. And I am such a simple person that this amuses me to no end. Now with the first, and I'm calling these studies because you know I'm an artist and very sophisticated, so we're gonna call these studies, is, is actually um, not quite that. It's, it's a study that the stripes are red and blue, a navy blue. This was interesting, and this is why doing studies is interesting. Um, because at first I thought I was going to do red and black, and, and the third stripe is um, kind of a khaki color. I, ha I have all these neutral fabrics, all these neutral solids that I bought a couple years ago, and now I can't remember why. I am at a loss. I had a, there was a point I was trying to find a particular something or another and was ordering online, and I ordered a bunch of half yards of stuff and I think Fat Quarter Shop must have been having a sale. So I ordered it and I've got it and so um, so yeah so I'm starting to play around with it. And anyway so um, but also the, the using the, this khaki and I think khaki is the right color. You know it's hard when you get into the tan and the beige and khaki and brown. You know what do you got there I'm not sure. But I like it because it kind of makes it look old and what I use for a model is an old rug um, that I found online like an old textile you, you say rug and you think of shag carpet it's like that's not what we're talking about and, and I'll, I'll put a picture on the show notes should I actually work up the energy to do that 
and uh, and you you can see but it's just uh it's it's stripes but it's um okay can we describe this to you you know it's pro <laughs> well okay here's how this dog rules my life we're on the porch which he loves the only thing he loves better than being on the porch is being with me wherever i am in the house so he's enjoying being on the porch our neighbor's out doing something and so he's enjoying watching that but if i go to look at this quilt he'll come inside with me and then he'll no longer enjoy his what he was doing but now what are we doing okay i'm gonna do it anyway because one no that's we still have workmen over at the house next door it's been a very loud year with these very nice young people who I like very much. All right, we're walking through the kitchen, got the radio on. I've always got the radio on. NPR, classical music, that's how I roll. Okay, standing here in front of my study in stripes. So, one half, so I think it's about 20 by 20, or 25 by 25, around there, is red and khaki stripes. And the other half is this blue and it's not really navy it's a little bit brighter that, that's right I, I messed around and I started with black and I didn't like that um, and but it wasn't black and red it was the black and khaki with the red and khaki it was too stark so then I, I and the navy and for some reason I've got tons of navy blue fabric can anyone remind me why I don't know um, I think it was uh, you know I was working on a um, oh a Dresden plate quilt my mom suggested doing the background in navy blue. That's what it was. And I, of course, I never finished the quilt, but I, yeah, I thought that was a nice idea. So I, I think I was testing out navy blues and navy blues are like blacks. They, no navy blue, the, no two are alike. So if you're gonna do something with black or navy blue, get tons of yardage because you won't be able to match it later. <laughs> anyway, so this is a, a not quite a royal blue, um, but edging in that direction. So. Uh, so we've got what we've got. What it ends up? Oh yeah, I wish I could explain things. So we've got a vertical stripes, horizontal stripes. So it looks like the red stripes are going down, and then they take a sharp left-hand turn. The navy, the blue and khaki stripes are going up, and then they take a sharp right-hand turn. And they all join together, and it's all very happy and beautiful. It's actually really cool. I like it. Um, and I had so much fun doing it. So now I'm working with um, this really pretty orange. It's a, um, I think, I don't know what the name of it is. I, I need to go back and get some more. I got it in my favorite shop, Freeman's Creative in Durham, North Carolina. Go there if you're in the area. It's really cool. Anyway, so it's, I think, what you might call call like a melon orange very pretty but yeah definitely orange with some pink in it and then navy blue and this is where again just cutting out these long doing doing this you know basically the strip piecing but cutting it up and just plain and then under that I have this and these are from um these these neutrals that I had and it's so interesting how color changes in context. But anyway, so this, this fabric that is mustard isn't quite right because it leans more. So brown mustard would be though. Um, and then also um, and combined with, again, a, a tan 
fabric. So very much neutral um, and very small stripes. And uh, I'll put pictures. If, if, if you're actually curious about this, I promise this time I will post pictures. Uh, I actually posted pictures last time, but sort of I posted the podcast and uh, posted the, the, the listening stuff, that the listening stuff, the audio link to the uh, show notes, and then later came back and posted a picture of the finished quilt top um, for Kate's quilt. By the way, Kate came in town this week, so I had, yeah, some crazy idea that I was going to finish this quilt. But, you know, I've become, in some ways, as I've gotten older, I'm 55 now, more crazy, and at the same time, less crazy. Do you know what I mean? So stuff like that where I thought it would, be, it would be very fun. It would have been very fun to actually give Kate the quilt when she came here. Although she flew. So that, you know, she, I probably would still have to ship it. But to show it to her and let her, you know, wrap it around her shoulders or whatever. But pretty quickly I thought, you know, that's not going to happen. And, you know, just stop. Don't, don't, you know... You can show her a picture when she comes. Or as it turned out, she ended up having lunch at my house. So I, just, I showed her the top, and she claimed to love it. Uh, <laughs> you know? And, and now I'm working on the back. And, then, and you know, uh, I might go to the Carrie Quilting Company this weekend because my, my, my beloved uh, local shop, Freeman's Creative, does not carry Aurofil. They carry Guterman thread which I'm fine piecing with but I I just I don't know you just have your preferences I love Aurofil so uh, and I have I have a gift certificate from Carrie Quilting Company and um, and yeah I would like to stock up on some thread and because it's a three-day weekend I kind of feel rich in time like why not why not and my writing group uh, girls uh, they're going to the pride march tomorrow uh, in Durham, and so we are meeting Saturday, uh, I mean Sunday, so it means I have a free Saturday. I love a free Saturday. There's something, I just feel rich with the free Saturday. Usually Saturdays, particularly in the fall, get crowded up, and uh, I think I've, yeah, anyway, so I, I might do that, get some Aurifil, um to quilt Kate's quilt with. Um, so anyway, so I'm, I'm doing this, that's all I'm going to work on, is piecing this back, and then playing with my stripes and see if I come up with something fun that I, uh, that I might submit to QuiltCon. It's, it's two months, so I'm not sure. I think if... Uh, we'll see. Um, my plan would be to continue doing studies and not try to do anything big. Oh, good. Okay, now we got some more noise for you. Well, I'm almost done talking. Yeah, but this has been my life. I should have come out here and recorded while they were grinding the tree stumps. So you can live through that with me. If you'd like to live through this, we could stay out here. I live through this all spring. This uh, we ha- we're having a lot of this sawing through the spring. All right, we can. I just you know, and it's such a beautiful morning, you know, and you're just like nobody cares. I mean, they're doing their job. I understand that. He's doing a job. Um, but back in the house, poor Travis. He's like, yeah, but I like it out here. I know, sweet. He's giving me this look, like no. I don't want to leave. Well, maybe he won't. Maybe he'll stay there. Maybe in protest. But yes, all year. Y'all, this year, this this started up like in February. Um, and, you know, I was recording the Quilt Fiction podcast. That was frustrating. 
Um, I would just wait to, for them to go to lunch and go record. All right, enough complaining. Yes, my life is miserable. I have it so bad. Feel sorry for me because they're cutting down trees and remodeling next door. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm kind of a whiner. Sorry. Okay, well, that is it for now. I actually, um, you know, see, if I finish this now on Friday, the good news is... Um, I might actually post it on Wednesday and, and still be a Wednesday girl, which could be kind of fun to actually be um, consistent. That would be new. I feel like it has not been a consistent uh, few years for me, but maybe we'll get back into a routine starting now. Now that I'm 55, which is su- such a consistent number, 55. Five. I like it. I'm really happy to be 55 because 5 is my favorite number. And yes, I know that's really... <laughs> silly but it's true all right then um you know what thank you to everyone who's commented recently let me say that uh and that is the last thing i'll say so if you're like i just don't even want to listen oh my batteries are running low too so i should hold this up okay i'm coming over to my computer but i can tell you that uh i know noni has commented and colleen and andra um all sorts of nice people hold on Thank you to Barbara and Melanie, to Laura, Tammy, um, to Jane. That would be my mom. <laughs> to Sandra um, and Marsha. These are people. This, I'm going back in time. Let's we'll go back to Jean and Vicky and say thank you for your comments. Uh, I love hearing from you. I know you, a lot of you comment in your head, and I get that. But feel free to come over to the Off Kilter Kilt. Off, well, that's good. Off Kilter Kilt. I may be changing my name to that. Um, the Off Kilter Quilt. Come over to the, the, the website. Come over to the blog. Leave me a comment and uh, make me a happy girl. All right. I hope you are having a lovely fall. And if you're not, I hope things get better soon. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Off Kilter Quilt. Come visit me online at offkilterquilt.com. Until next time, this is Francis. Remember, life is short. Quilt first. <laughs>